been a wild and crazy 24 hours. Yo, it's the vibe I was stepping to the scene where we hungry to be chatting, living out a dream. How do you feel? I feel exhausted, but I feel, I kind of feel like I just like purged. You know what I mean? Like I feel validated in everything that happened. Like I feel like now he will be held accountable for like everything he did. You know what I mean? Like before it all just felt hypothetical. So I guess we should get into it. I guess we should get into it. Okay. So <laughs> Hannah dated a man named Ben Foley for eight years. Mm, seven. Seven years. Hannah dated Ben Foley for seven years. And Ben Foley is the employee of Mike Studd, who he just released a video about, claiming that he stole about a million dollars from him. About a million dollars in a year. And that's your ex-boyfriend. That's my ex-boyfriend, unfortunately. When did you break up? Talk about the timeline of your relationship. Okay. From the top, we got back to, we got together whenever we got together. Eight years ago at this point. Was um, that 25th? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it, it was right before. Because I lived with you when you met. Yeah. It was right before like January 2015 is when we met. Um and we both lived in LA, dated in LA for five years, four and a half years during the pandemic. He, well, I had always said that I kind of had this urge to move to Nashville because one of my best friends lives in Nashville. Like LA was crazy during the pandemic. It was just like a lot kind of felt like it would be a nice place to be. Um, and then he kind of took that idea and ran with it. And without even like, I mean, red flag, without even like really consulting me after five years of being together, can you please stop walking around? Without I'm like she's tap dancing. She is tap dancing. She was tap dancing all night. I'm exhausted. Aw. Like you're old. Lay down. Um without even consulting me, he was just kind of like, I'm moving to Nashville. Not even like should let's plan to move to Nashville. Let's sit down. Let's game plan the situation and do it together. He was just kind of like, I'm going, um, I want you to come period. Like I'm doing it in three months. And so he moved to Nashville. We were still together for a year and a half, probably almost two years while he was living there. I was, I ended up splitting my time. Um, and he was like pressuring me to move there almost to the point of like, quit your job and move here, like drop everything in your life because I need you to be here. I didn't. And really like when he moved to Nashville is when there was just a huge shift in who he was, in his lifestyle, in everything. And it's ironic because it's like he got caught up in like the clout and in like the scene when he moved to Nashville, like when you would think that he would be more caught up in it when he lived in LA, but it's like, he got to Nashville. He thought he was like going to be 
big fish, small pond. And things got a little off track. And I was starting to feel a change in like his behavior, but also in his spending habits when we moved there. Like he first got a $3,000 a month, three bedroom, three story, like townhouse. And I thought his dad was helping him pay for that. He probably was. Um, because he could, he just like, he lived in a one bedroom apartment in LA, like nothing, nothing extravagant, nothing crazy. And then all of a sudden he's moving to Nashville. He needs like all this space. Um, and then after a year of being in that house, he decided he needed to be in a four bedroom, $5,000 a month house. And I was kind of like, how, like, where are you getting this money? His spending habits were absurd. He was buying designer everything, head-to-toe designer, new packages, like, coming to the door every single day, extravagant Christmas gifts for everybody in his life. And I always had, like, underlying anxiety about his finances. Like, I knew mine were in check, but, like, we weren't married, so I'm not going to ask him, like, you need to show me your bank statements. Where is this money coming from? Like. Am I getting ahead of myself? I just dove right in. Lay it on me. So it's like towards the end of our relationship, I was noticing things and I was becoming skeptical of things because I think without even realizing it, he was kind of telling me what his actual cash flow was. And, you know, he was doing all the creative, doing all the creative direction for Mike as he had been You know, he'd been on Mike's team for like 10 years. Mike did everything for Foley, like brought him up, gave him every opportunity. And Foley really started to like resent Mike, but also kind of got too big for his britches and thought that in Nashville, he he thought he could do better than Mike. So it's kind of like he was asking for as much as he could get out of him and really taking advantage of the situation like he would tell me about all the contracts that he had you know he was going over with Mike because he wasn't feeling like he was getting a fair portion of Mike's companies like Foley was a creative director they launched this brand Stevenson Ranch which is all based on what they used to call what Mike and blue and the guys who lived in this house, they lived in this house in studio city and they called it the ranch and they all call each other, Steve. So like it came from this idea of Stevenson ranch and their whole crew and Foley was like, this is my brand. Like this brand is my baby. I'm going to, I'm going to run with it in Nashville. And he, and he didn't even make the logo for it. He didn't make anything for it. Did you know that he didn't make the logo for it? Okay. I knew that he would outsource some artwork. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was only outsourcing everything. Like, but then when it, like, when I really think back, he was always kind of, he was always getting artwork from other people. Like he would tell this poor kid who like has been doing work for him forever he would like tell him vaguely an idea 
or as far as I know, he would tell him an idea right. and the kid would do the whole thing. Or so in his mind, he was that. a creative director. Yeah. He wasn't a designer anymore. Well, he said that he was. He took credit for all of it. Meanwhile, Mike said, was thinking that he was the one designing it. Meanwhile, Mike thought that Foley was running everything, all of the merch, all of the creative design, whatever, fulfillment, the operation side of it. Foley was supposed to be in charge of, you know, like customer service. Like he was supposed to be overseeing all of the apparel business for Mike. Even like Stevenson Ranch was one thing. And then Mike had his, his own merch for his music. Yeah. And Foley was supposed to be doing all of it and uh wasn't and i was doing none of it he was doing none of it and i saw like the back end stuff that now i'm just like uh, i mean it's tough because it's like you're with somebody for six seven years you have you do have a loyalty to them and trust so did you think something was going on I started to, I definitely started to question things. Um, when he moved into that $5,000 a month house, I said, you know, he had been like telling me to move to Nashville and we could split the rent. And I said, like, I am not moving to Nashville for at least a year. Like I just got this new job that I have to put in work in, in LA. I can come back and forth. I can't do, I can't split rent in Nashville in LA. But he said he could handle it by himself. He was also on the side of doing stuff for Mike. He was also kind of peddling this business of doing merch for other artists and creators. Mm. And he had one creator signed on. And I knew how much he was charging her a month. Mm -hmm. He showed me the mock-ups of her merch. He told me all of the merch operations and where it was going to be shipped out of. He told me like the whole grand scheme of things. Okay. Wait, this is the girl that Mike was talking about as an influencer in Nashville. Yes. Okay. They said her name in the comments of the video. So I saw we, it. So we should say her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So her name's Shannon Ford. Shannon Ford. Um, who is like pretty, you know, it's like, she's big. She has a good following. She has a popular podcast um, and she wanted to kind of like revamp all of her merch. And he showed me the line sheet, like he showed me all the new designs and I thought that it was underway. I never, I, he, I never saw any of them out of production. He did the designs. He just didn't follow through with anything else. Yeah. But he was still, he was somebody still did the designs. Her. What? the designs were very minimal it was literally her logo that was created before him but she said she never got anything or maybe she had one thing and then the other two months she didn't get anything i don't know i guess she's i think she said that she didn't get anything wow but so i knew that he had it was probably like he sent her a version and she was like i don't like that and he she was like that's my logo you didn't even do anything i don't know if she even ever like saw it but I, after probably like the second it's all weird but it's all weird after probably like the second month that he said he was doing this stuff for her and I knew how much he was getting from her. 
he was charging her five thousand dollars a month right conveniently um that was the rent is that why you said that yeah and he had told me like when i was saying can you afford this rent and he told me like well the paycheck that i get from shannon covers the rent every month and i specifically remember after i hadn't seen the merch but i had seen the line sheets and stuff i i specifically remember saying like are you still charging shannon like are you still doing stuff for her are you still charging her and he was like yeah like she's like he i mean he didn't say like she's fine with me not doing anything but he was he was just like yeah like she doesn't like care essentially she doesn't care but he didn't say she doesn't care that she's not getting her merch it kind of sounded like she doesn't care that things are moving slowly or like he she doesn't care that she has me on retainer yeah like she knows what she's doing. Um, turns out she cared. Yeah. That's so, so crazy. His rent was covered by that for, I don't know. As but you said you thought that his dad was helping him out. Did he specifically tell you that? I know that his dad was helping him with rent when he lived in LA. So I figured that was the same. It was carrying over. When he moved to Nashville. Because I know that he also got help from his family. His grandparents, like, he talked to his grandparents into buying him a, like, vintage Mercedes his before grandparents he, paid for that before he even well they bought it and he said he was going to pay like monthly installments to them mm-hmm. i doubt it you don't think he ever paid them or you think he took mike's money and paid them i don't think he ever paid them i mean i don't know that part's not my business what what you do what's going on right now wait actually what happened like when did you guys break up and stuff oh yeah uh we broke up in April of I literally have no idea what my, what year it is. I'm like looking at the calendar. <laughs> I don't either. I'm like April of 2022. Okay. Couldn't have been 2021. So a year and a half. Yeah, it's been about a year and a half. Um April in 2022. He broke up with me, which is funny because Cause we all know I didn't want to be in that relationship, but I was like, I felt like I don't, I felt kind of trapped. Um, so he flew to LA randomly out of nowhere. I didn't see it coming in hindsight. Yeah. There were. What was your relationship like at this point? Like, did you feel close to him? Like, did you. I felt close to him in a sense of like, he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that mean you weren't having sex with him? Is that what that means? uh as 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 minimal as possible okay so he flies to LA breaks up with you you don't see it coming then he flies back to Nashville I don't see it coming but he also said like I just need some time like I need I need a break and I was like cool that's fine and in my head I was like okay I know now like this is my way out we're not moving forward um he went back to Nashville and went on went on tour like right away right when you go back from Nashville and I had already had plans I already had a ticket booked to come to Nashville um while he was gone you were going to be with your friends or to be with him well I mean partly to be with him but also like I was flying from Nashville there's levels to this shit I was flying from Nashville to Mexico with my friend Ariel for our other friend's bachelorette party so it's like I had all these tickets booked and I had a closet full of stuff at Foley's. And so I was I like, Foley's my bedroom house. Right. 
I need to come back. I need to get my stuff. I want to see our dogs. Like, I'm coming. And he was fine. Like, we ended on good terms. It was just like, yes, this has run its course. We're good. I love you. You love me. Time to move forward, essentially. Um, And then he went on tour and I found out a bunch of kind of shady shit. Like? He had definitely already gotten into some type of relationship with somebody else. Before he left for tour? Before we, before we broke up. He met a girl before you broke up. Definitely. And where do, you, where do you think they met? At Tin Roof? At Tin Roof. <laughs> you know they met at Tin Roof. Wow. Um, what do you think she thinks then, about all this? I, I mean, I think either he has manipulated her into thinking that he's not in the wrong or or she's an idiot Um, what about his family what do you think his family thinks I don't know and I was thinking about that yesterday because I really love them so much and that was like one of the hardest parts about ending that relationship is that I was really close with his family I adore his dad like his brother felt like my brother like we were close and I was thinking about it yesterday and the way that Mike really like went into detail about all of the charges that Foley was spending on the company cards, like breaking it down. Like he spent this much at right. this place. Like there's no denying it at this point. When Did you know about came, like how much of the video were you surprised by? Well, I had already talked to Mike okay. when it first came to light. We talked um when you was the first um when you say came to light when he made that first video saying I just gotta say yeah I rewatched that video today because I was talking to my therapist about this and so I showed her the first video <laughs> we were all in therapy about this today <laughs> I showed her the first video and Mike talks a lot in that one too he like doesn't say it till the very end yeah so He's we're good- here to say it all up front <laughs> right like let's just get to the brass tacks you do not have to fast forward for through the first 30 minutes of this video i mean you kind of do i just like really went on a rant <laughs> and i apologize for that to everyone we need the details please yeah i didn't know how much you were going to want to talk about this mention it all mention it all <laughs> uh yeah i mean like foley is a a con artist and he manipulated and gaslit and really just fucked the people around him and the people who cared about him the most like it's kind of psychotic it's just like how like how do you do that to to Mike the person who brought you up and was giving you everything and he was really generous about how much he about how much he was paying fully a month Shannon what Shannon was paying him plus what Mike was paying him just like on like salary. Right. He was making $10,000 a month. But Shannon said like, well, Mike said that Shannon said it was only for three months. She said he owes her $25,000. Oh, five, yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25, five months. Yeah. And that tracks. Yeah. I think. Do um, you think he stole anything from you? Yes, but not even in a, in the sense that he would not like outright stealing. Like we would go out to dinners and he would pay 
if, and if it was like an expensive dinner and he put it on his, on his card, I would say like, let's split it all Venmo you have. So really Mike and I were splitting dinner. Foley I was, was wondering off dinners with me. Me, um, you and Foley have been out to a few dinners before. Mm-hmm. And I said this to my therapist. I was like, you know, I wonder if he picked up the check. And then I was like, it, is it worse if he didn't? <laughs> and he was taking everyone else out to dinner besides us. Right. Like what? He was like, let's get this ladies. Yeah. I mean, he's whining and dining his new girlfriend while still splitting meals with his girlfriend of six years at the same time. I'm like, you're making profit off of our dinners and turn that profit around to buy this girl, take this girl, Jeff Ruby. Um, So it's like in that sense, yes, he was taking from me, but not in a way that he would I don't know if he's smart enough to like really know going into like, like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on Mike's card and then get a Venmo from Hannah and it's going to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he was doing all this other stuff. I can't believe how long it went on. He bought Casey Musgraves tickets on Mike's card. I didn't know it was on Mike's card, but like he bought the tickets and then we ended up buying different tickets so we could sit with my friends. And so I was like, I will, and he, he paid for both sets of tickets. And I was like, I'll pay you for, I'll pay you for half if the first set doesn't sell. Right. right? So he made profit on that too. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm trying to find this name of the show that I watched on Hulu. It was like about all of these internet famous people or people that like were trying to post on Instagram and stuff like that, that are in jail now because of all these crazy crimes. And I never thought I would know anybody that goes on that show. And I feel like this is a story that they would eat up. I watched the Tinder swindler with, with my swindler. I got swindled while watching Tinder swindler and he's sitting on the couch next to me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm an idiot, but also like, like I said, you try you trust the person that you're with for that long. But you say like you didn't want to be in that relationship. Do you think like you had like a gut feeling that like something wasn't right? Or like his energy had shifted, like you said, like you just knew that something had changed, but you didn't know what? I think embarrassingly enough for me, like I stayed in that relationship years longer than I wanted to. I I ended the relationship two years in because I I knew this isn't my guy. I would tell you, this isn't my guy. I would tell my other friends, my family, everybody knew that was my line. He's just not my guy. He's my best friend, but not my guy. Um, how many times can I say that? Uh, take a drink. (laughs) So I ended the relationship and he went hard to get me to get back together with him, like pedal to the metal. I couldn't not, I felt I felt really guilty. He, you know, pulled the whole, like, my life doesn't mean anything if I don't have you in, like pulled that, like, yeah, I have no purpose without you. And I care about the kid. And I'm just like, I, I care about your well being apparently more than I care about yeah. my own. Yeah. So we got back together. And I think from that point, it's like, I never really, there was, there was a period during the pandemic oddly enough when everybody was ending their relationships it was like the best that we had been mm-hmm. and I was happy but for a short period of time so like overall for the last four years of the relationship I was I was checked out and I didn't know how to get out of it 
And it was a lot of little things. I mean, I wasn't attracted to him. And I, he was very much always the victim, very much always placing blame on other people. He was a slob. Like, what were you attracted to in the first place? Well, I hate like all the shit I'm talking right now because obviously, like, I really, like, I do, there was some, there were redeeming qualities or something that kept me there for a long time. Like I said, he was my best friend. We had fun together. Like, there were good parts. So I hate to just shit on the relationship, but like, he was, he was a rebound from another breakup. It wasn't supposed to turn into like a relationship. And he was a rebound from your college boyfriend that you're dating now again. <laughs> no, there was one in between. <laughs> oh, okay. We should talk uh, about that one day though. Oof, talk about another toxic relationship. Like get it together, Hannah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, um, speaking of drink, every time I say that, I couldn't help but to go look at his Instagram because I was shocked to find it still up and I can look at it. Is it public or do you no, still but follow? I follow him on a few accounts? So don't cool me because I have, I'm everywhere. Yeah, you want me. So I'm like going down because I want to know, like we're getting dates here. I'm like, okay, when does this happen? And, you know, Mike said multiple times he's documenting it all on the internet. Yeah. And one of his posts, first of all, his most recent post, he's in Canada. I think his girlfriend's from Canada. Okay, well, he's hiding out there, so he can't get, he's going to get like extradited or something. He probably can't afford his $5,000 a month house. I mean, maybe. He, I don't know. Well, did you know about that accident that they were talking about? Yes. That's, that's why. Well, no, I knew before, but like when Mike was talking about it in the podcast, I was like, I was still talking to Foley at that time. Like we were definitely going through, it was when he said that he just needed some time and wanted to take a break. That was the tour. So he met this girl and then all this shit changed. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. He wanted to like impress her. So I mean, like I was me. feeling a shift too. I, I, without, obviously without knowing I was benefiting from it, but like one of my friends said, like he had to get rid of you because you were too, it out. you were too smart to be like, you don't have, he's mentioned wanting veneers. He had, you know, mentioned, like, I knew the things that he wanted. He wanted a big new sectional. I knew the stuff that he wanted, but that he couldn't afford. And he had to wait until I was out of the picture to get those things because I would say and I had said like veneers are so expensive like you can't afford that and I thought that he was just severely putting himself in debt oh I would like lose sleep over that shit like and that was also one of the things that I was just like I can't spend my life with somebody who is so financially irresponsible yeah I'm like sending you okay so about drink back to drinking I understand I remember now okay Another post that he made was that he was six months sober. Yeah. About sobriety. Mm -hmm. And like the comments under it were like, even weed? <laughs> like he didn't answer that. Like he ignored that one. Like, I don't think he knows what sober means because there's no way he's not smoking weed. Oh, there's no, he wouldn't be able to function. Yeah. He's just alcohol free like me. Well, supposedly. But then my friend sent me a post not too long after that post of and let's give him the benefit of the doubt maybe it was an na beer 
but of him at a baseball stadium holding a beer in his hand. Are you sober or are you not sober? Yeah, maybe it was a zero proof. Maybe. Eh. I don't know. The guy's a fraud. It's hard to say. We never know what this guy's up to. Um, the seven Rolexes. That's a lot of Rolexes. Yeah, I was there for the beginning of that too. So what do you know about the Rolexes? Um, I, we were together for the conception. Let's pick a different word. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of it all, right? So this um, is Foley's brainchild. He's like, I'm going to, he like thinks he's a Kardashian with like the Louis Vuitton boxes giveaways. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I don't know where he got these vintage Rolex, but he said he got vintage Rolex. And I remember even saying like, is that legal to like, just throw your, throw your logo on, onto a Rolex face and turn so around and sell it. But they customize um, it themselves. What? Mike said like he got them customized. He did it himself. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. See, at this point in the relationship, I wasn't asking questions because I was just like. Over it or like you didn't well, want to know the answer. Well, very over it and was there was definitely like a feeling of we're not married I'm not invested in the relationship enough to ask questions that you don't want to know the answer to or that are kind of none of my business you know like I don't know what you and Mike are doing planning I don't know who you've talked to about rolling out these products you know like goes back to just blind you trust him. Mm -hmm. um I wasn't with him during the raffle I saw at least one of them was he wearing it like daily mm -hmm. or yeah like it was his it was his and did he ever say to you I have a Rolex or he was like this is for the giveaway I'm just wearing it until it's given away no, I think it was an understanding that like he got some for the raffle and he got one, at least one for himself. As a gift from Mike. He talked about Stevenson Ranch being his brand. Uh-huh. Um, and I know and I think Mike would even like would agree in in saying that my he and he may have said it. Fuller tell me that Mike kind of, you know, he We'll get the brand off the ground financially and let Foley run with it. So in saying that like Mike really doesn't have anything to do with the brand, it's, it's his own and that's how Mike wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. um, so when it came to the Rolexes, any of the Stevenson Ranch products, I, I was under the impression that Foley was fully entitled to have control of what was being produced and what was going out. I remember having dinner with you and him in Nashville mm -hmm. and you were in the bathroom and somebody like famous or something was sitting next to us. I don't remember. It must've been like a CEO. Cause I said something like, imagine being like a CEO of a billion dollar company. He was like, I am a CEO of three multi-million dollar companies. Oh my God. I remember you telling me. And I was like, okay. Like it was just so bizarre. And then you came back and I wasn't going to be like, he just said in front of, but like the second he left, I said it to you, you were like, why would he say that? Yeah. 
But we were like trying to figure out, we're like, okay, Stevenson Ranch, Chug Bud. What's the third? Uh, the only thing I can think of is for the homies apparel. And what was his um, business in Chug Bud? What did he have to do with it, to your understanding? Um, again, creative and operations, which he didn't. He wasn't creating and he wasn't operating. You either. Like, yeah. And like um, Mike said in his podcast, like the kid works two or three days a week. And I'm like, yeah, probably. What about the Peloton? Did you ever see the Peloton? Yes. <laughs> What's I the Peloton a, story? I had a pair of the Peloton shoes of my own. You rode the Peloton. I definitely rode it more than he did. <laughs> and I can count how many times I rode it on one hand. Okay. Wow. So was he just like up getting a Peloton or how did that conversation happen? Yeah. I mean, you know, he always had excuses for not working out. Like my, I got, I have a bad knee. I am injured in some way. He was always. Sounds like always me. Something <laughs> from, <laughs> I mean, honestly, same, but like get away with it. Him. It's like, you can't eat Chick-fil-A for three meals a day and also not work out at your stature. Um, so I actually didn't like how they kept talking about his body. It was mean, but like, I understand like the irony of the Peloton, but like, tell, tell me the story. It was the first Nashville house. And I think Peloton was like, you know, running a promotion. It was like kind of after everybody was buying Pelotons during the pandemic. Yeah. And he just had this idea that a Peloton could be a workout that he could do an easier way to work out yeah turns out if your knees aren't good for other workouts your knees probably won't be great for a stationary bike but that would happen with like he would he would get really attached to an idea of something and kind of just jump in just like that. just like the vintage car like he he this was his dream car from childhood it's a car he's always wanted his dad showed him that one was for sale mm -hmm. and in within that day he had told his grandparents he needs this car this exact car it's exactly and the car did he, he tell needs. you he needs he told his grandparents that did you see him talk to his grandparents yeah that was in LA still right before he was moving to Nashville yeah what he told you or you saw i was there when he was having the conversations, it was like this chaotic thing of like, we need to do it right now. We need to get the car. And I was like, well, okay, first of all, you don't have a license. <laughs> That's our first little hurdle that we need to get over, you know, like, let's face that first one thing at a time. That's so funny. Don't have a license, have never had a license. It's not like it got suspended. Like he's just never had a license. Um, but it didn't matter. He needed the car. Okay. Like obsessive. Yeah. And it like, it just, he made these snap decisions all the time. Wow. So that was the Peloton. It really wasn't exciting. Like when it happened, I don't, I'm assuming Mike paid for the Peloton. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah. I don't know how Peloton works. Is it like a monthly rental or whatever? I think there's a matter. financing options. The last thing, and obviously 
I think this is like the first thing I heard about it is the teeth. The teeth. He spent $50,000 of Mike's money on a set of veneers, which like, good for him. He always wanted them. But like, I don't know. I don't know why that one makes me get going. Also and, a horse. You bought a horse. Yeah. The horse is crazy on Valentine's day. Uh-huh. Gag me. Also yeah. the first class, the first class flying. Like when Mike doesn't even fly first class, he flies first class. Really? I've never flown first class with Foley. And he's just flying to LA to stay at the one hotel for 15 days in a row. Is that how long? I, I don't know. I don't know. Just like, I just am saying, yeah. I don't remember the number, but like maybe it was $15,000 or something like that. But renting, renting luxury cars. Yeah. What is this? We had rented cars through Toro or whatever that was yeah. um, a couple, a couple times. Mm-hmm. because that car that he needed so badly um wasn't reliable didn't always run properly you know wait also uh, oh one time when i flew to nashville he picked me up in mike's jeep yeah and I, mike wait, mentioned the jeep i thought he was gonna say sorry what no i when did he pick you up in the jeep he was driving yeah hope he had his license yeah well it was when I came to visit you in Nashville. Yeah, he got his license sometime in, sometime when he was living in Nashville. I don't know when, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I drove Mike's Jeep. I was told I could. Not by Mike, but Foley was like, yeah, it." he said we could drive it. Damn. I, wonder I didn't, like, take it on joy rides. Like, I needed to go to Trader Joe's and Ariel's <laughs> house, you know? I like, think we went to the Restoration Hardware store in it. Yeah, but sorry, Mike. Yeah, like, do you want? I'll pay for the mileage. Yikes! Uh, but yeah, like we we rented a car a couple times, um, and he always wanted it to be a Range Rover or like some kind of nice car. But like, even the Range Rovers, like, they really weren't that expensive. It's it definitely wasn't the Maserati trucks that he was renting for his new girlfriend. Did he post that or something? That's what Mike said. Oh my God. Like luxury, luxury cars. Who is this girl? And I want to know what's going through her brain. I would also like to know, like blink twice if you need help, you know? I feel like she's probably trying to secretly listen to the podcast or he's cut her off from reality and she has no idea that it happened. She knows it happened. How do you know she knows? Her Instagram also went private. Like, Uh, Mike posted that video. Yeah. That day or the next couple of days, Foley made his Instagram private. And so did the girlfriend. And I'm pretty sure she was like, she's like an aspiring social media influencer. And we all know. And Foley was like, I'll make you big. We can do all these crazy things. Yeah, well, and I can't speak on this. I don't know the girl. Maybe she's great. Maybe she loves him. I have heard through the Nashville grapevine that she is one of the girls who would hang around Tin Roof waiting to find someone to cling on to to climb. You know, like there are those girls in Nashville who are like, you can get me to 
this place. You can get me to so-and-so. And I can meet class. Morgan Wallen through you. And so if what I heard is true, then like, yeah, she, I mean, it makes sense. Like he, cause it all really ramped up when he met her. Yeah. That's the craziest part. I mean, it's all crazy, but like the fact that he had to remove himself from you because you were going to figure it out. He bought an industrial sized soft serve machine. That is one that I did know because Nashville is a small town and I know people who know the dog sitter and I've Um, met the dog sitter myself, uh um, which is a whole other thing I have an issue with. Like those are my dogs. He would leave the dogs with the dog sitter all the time. They're like for 15 days. What? For 15 days when he's at the one hotel. Probably longer. (laughs) Like she has grown attached to them. That's how much she, how much time she spent with him, with them. That's sad. Um, really sad. Like, give me the dogs back. Yeah, I loved those doggies. I know. Those are really good doggies. He got a third dog and a bunny. I hope they're okay while he's in Canada. I do too. The dog sitter doesn't want to work for him anymore. Are the dogs with the dog sitter now? I don't think so. We can go get them. I would love to. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure one of them is chipped with my name. So that'd be a nice call to get. At least somebody can kind of scan them into the, I don't know how that works, but I wish. Um, But yeah, I was told, I was told by the dog sitter that he had gotten an industrial size soft serve machine. Hey, um, what's going on here? Your ex-boyfriend got an industrial size soft serve machine. She was like, every single time I came over to watch the dogs, there was some new extravagant addition to the house. Like that sectional he told me he always wanted for eight, nine, ten thousand dollars. Like a cloud couch or something? Yeah, but like leather. A leather cloud couch. It was it was the couch that we had, but triple the size. He got that. He got the soft serve machine. Art, I guess, all this art. Wow. I guess like when somebody asked you the question, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? He knew exactly what he wanted to do. Exactly what he would do. That's so crazy. Any closer remarks on the subject? Well, now he, um, apparently his new goal is to get his pilot's license. So he's clearly not affected by any of this whatsoever. That's what he wants to say. Living his Delulu life. And we'll see what happens. You know, like part of me is really sad for the person that I thought that I knew and the person that I spent six years of my life with it. It makes me sad that he could be in a a really terrible situation. But then at the same time, it's like you put yourself there and you have no remorse and you used me in the process. Yeah, you tried. Yeah, it's like I I struggle between caring about this person and not caring about this person because this person didn't care about me. Right. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm glad Mike got to like get everything off his chest. I know it was really weighing heavy on him. And I like, you know, it's just kind of a, a relief 
and a release and we can all move on now from it. Yeah. I can't I'm wait to like stop thinking about the veneers, the horse and the soft serve machine though. Those are burned I mean, in here. Yeah. It's kind of like, can't wait to see it all play out on the Hulu show. <laughs> yeah. They really need to do an episode. We could do an episode. We could. That's a great idea. We have the skills. We have the information. We can use Coastal's equipment. <laughs> we could. We could. Coastal they might hear that one. Okay. I have something so exciting to tell you. Wait, I have a backstory first. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Is there okay. one person in the world that you just know you wouldn't get along with? Mine is Ken Jennings. Why do I not know who Ken Jennings is? The guy that hosts Jeopardy. I know who Ken Jennings is. Interesting. Okay. Can't stand him. See, I don't know because I kind of go into it. What I don't think I get along or would get along with anybody, you know? So it's like, mm, there's a lot of people. Valid. Okay. I asked Eddie that question and uh -huh. he, without thinking, went Rosie O'Donnell. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I just feel like we wouldn't see eye to eye on a lot of issues. I'm like, okay. Like I didn't push it. I'm like, whatever. Flash forward. I post that am I the asshole clip of us that I told you was doing really well on Instagram. Yeah. Just for perspective. Hold on. Let me pull up the Instagram post. I have a video that has like 3 million views on Instagram. I'm really bad at Instagram. I don't know a lot about Instagram, especially reels. I have a video on here that has 2.6 million views. Okay. That's my most viewed video on Instagram. It has 361 comments. Our am I the asshole video has 186,000 views right now. It has 1800 comments okay that's five times as many comments i've never been overwhelmed this overwhelmed before by content like i there's so many people that want to talk about naming their baby annalise they also think it's my baby and i good for you girl we're behind you like also somebody was like no tradition for the win like they are fighting about whether to name this baby annalise someone was like maybe name it anna that's good enough like we're working together as a team to figure out what to name this baby. And yeah. guess who decided to chime in? Rosie O'Donnell. What? What? Isn't that so crazy? Abby was over yesterday and I was telling her about this piece of content that's crazy. And she was like, read me some of the comments. And I'm like, okay. And I start scrolling and I'm like, wait, I just do a double take. I'm like, oh, there's someone verified. It's Rosie O'Donnell. It's Rosie O'Donnell. She said, your baby, your rules. No to their choice. Yes to yours. Okay. Well, how does Eddie feel about that? So last night I was like, we were like over at a friend's house. We were like in the comfort of our home. And I was like, guess what? I'm... I was like, Rosie O'Donnell comments on my video. He's like, was he, she being nice to you? And I was like, yeah, actually she was. And he was like, maybe we would get along then. We'd love a change of heart. Um, that is not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. Thank Couldn't you, have... Rosie, for Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, Rosie. Hop on this train. Oh, you, you gained a new fan today, Rosie. Wow. Who would have thought that that would cause so such an uproar yeah such a circle of events in my life like within 24 hours yeah 
you put Rosie out into the universe, you get Rosie right back. <laughs> you know what they say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, did you get my email about my bachelor party? Yeah, I did. We're gonna have to talk what about, you the think about it. But yeah, okay. I had questions, and I think you just answered it. It's a bachelorette party. It's not yeah. a couples party. Is Eddie involved? No. Oh, no. okay. I don't know. What made you think that? Because Kim asked me that too. But the subject line says batch party with the location. Well, yours didn't have a location. Actually, I had to write you again and be like, oh, by the way. I didn't know if you had like BCC'd all of us on that email. So I didn't like want to respond. You know what I mean? I didn't know if it was like. If a... you BCC someone on email, you, they won't go back to them. You can see That's all the people you're responding to. All about. You're right. Listen, it's been a chaotic five days. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't cut well I don't know it was kind of worded like we're not having a wedding so I want to be with all my friends I don't know I thought it was yeah a, I sent that to five people <laughs> want to be with all my friends no I do want we have to have 10 people to get those rates but I just wanted to have like a core crew established and then build it out from there yeah well you can count me as your core crew thanks but you said you can't do that weekend I I'm I am scheduled to be in Colorado. To be with? I'm from Colorado. Like, I know. Who are you going? What are you doing there that oh, weekend? Family, so far and, then, and then a bunch of my steamboat friends are going to be there too. Oh, uh, okay. It's like a big weekend for everyone to come home. I guess. Well, it's like a full week. What is it? Homecoming? <laughs> yeah. We want to be there for Steamboat High Homecoming uh, 20 years later. The dreamboat from Steamboat. Exactly. Speaking of Steamboat. Have you watched Winter House? Okay, so we were over at the neighbors last night, and she was like, "I'm going inside to watch Winter House." I'm like, "It's on." She's like, "Yeah, it's on right now." Is was it the first episode last night? Yeah. Okay, I didn't watch it. I was trying to. It wasn't on my Bravo app. Nothing's ever on my freaking Bravo app. Then I went over to Peacock. It was like you have to start paying for Peacock again. I'm like, "What the fuck? Where is the show?" Uh, well, I watched it. I have issue. It kind of sent me into an anxiety spiral. Thank God I watched it right before therapy because it threw off the beginning of my day. What's going um, on? Well, the cast, I don't love what they've done here. What about Tom Schwartz? Is he redeeming? He only gets there at the very end of the first episode. So we okay. don't know yet. People are unsure of how to feel about him. But it's like people from below deck are on it. Like Paige is not on it, which is like all the best people aren't on it. Like, listen, we all know how we feel about Austin, but like, at least he's entertaining. Austin, Paige, Sierra, Craig. Yeah, who are we watching? I do like that guy um, from Family Karma. Okay, I never watched that show. I love that show. Why did it get canceled? I couldn't tell you. I never watched that show. I loved getting my little Indian food on Mondays and watching Family Karma. Oh, that does sound nice. In the morning, um, it was breakfast. That tracks for you. Okay. Um, Do you have anything else to say about Wonder House? Because I forgot I have something else exciting to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we hate the cast. Point okay. blank. Should I watch period. it? Are you going to watch it? Amanda, Kyle, Danielle are who are there from Summer House. Kyle needs to go. They don't have anybody from Southern Charm, which was like the whole other seasons of Winter House. That's what it was. It was Southern yeah. Charm. And and now they're just like doing a whole Bravo matchup, like Maria or Maria Malia from. Oh right, I do have people like that, and the other people from Below Deck that live in Colorado now, the Australian girl. Yeah, she's not in. They're like bringing people on randomly throughout. 
I don't know. It's rolling really, admissions. It's stupid. So I was already mad about that going into it. Yeah. They usually film in Stowe, Vermont. Right. They're in Steamboat? They're in Steamboat Springs, frigging Colorado. So we're watching it. We're watching it, and I'm, like, mad about it. Or hate watching it? Yeah, like... You want to be on it if they're there where you are. Also, I'm just kind of, like, um, protective of my little town. Aww. You know what I mean? You want to go there and get their sewing down south? (laughs) Well, Craig's not on this season, so missed opportunity... Yeah, I don't know. Sure. It like annoys me, but okay, whatever. At least I get to like see little snippets of my hometown. Like I think you're whatever. jealous that you're not on it. That's how I would feel if like they were shooting. I'm like, you didn't ask me to be on it for sure. You'd be a great addition. Hey, they're probably still filming if they're rolling admission. I got to get out there next winter. Apparently, it'll be there March 14th. Hit the bars, just waiting for Corey to walk in. You know. Oh, you like Corey? Is he on it this season? Yeah. Yes. And And he's like in his situationship with Sam still, but like all the girls in the house are single. So he won't say that he's not single on the season. There's, um, there's a preview of her coming to visit. Wow. Okay. Guess what? Okay. Hit me. I, after last week, when we talked about, um, golden bachelor, First of all, Golden Bachelor is going so fast. And you were like, yeah, I'm just watching Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. I watched Bachelor in Paradise in one sitting, all four episodes that are out already. And I started watching all the old seasons already. Oof. <laughs> and I, when I was watching the one that's on now that you're watching, I wanted to text you about it so bad. I was like, I'm going to surprise her. Okay. I am, I think, a week behind on okay. both. No, there, it hasn't done, come out for this week yet. Well, the last episode I saw, they were like um, – it was up in the air if there was going to, if we were going to have a bowel movement or not. Oh yeah. You're behind. Did you watch um, the first episode of New York reunion? I'm it's actually on the TV right now. paused halfway through halfway. Okay. Let me see if I have halfway notes. What about Southern charm? We didn't talk about this. Southern charm. Did we? Southern charm. I'm caught up. Okay. Southern charm. um, I was sobbing. That was a really rough episode. Of course, last week I was like, I fucking hate Olivia. She's so boring. Yeah, and now you're not allowed to say that anymore. Ugh. Yeah. Poor girl. I started crying when um, little Craig had an episode at the dog. Yeah, me too. They really set that up for for Craig being the tragedy of the episode. I was crying the whole episode. I couldn't handle it. I thought Craig was going to die. And we know my attachment to French Bulldogs and how I just, we we know that little Craig made me cry in the previous episode. Yeah, same. Yeah, my that first was note says, Stop making me cry. And then my third note says, Craig's always making me cry. Little Craig. Yeah. Little Craig. Both of them. <laughs> the other one in the opposite way okay the page of madison scene when she like comes over and she's like i made you lemonade just kidding mm-hmm. i needed more from that scene like those I two know. i love page and madison friendship i love i want to see more of them together they need their own show i think yeah and i they, think it could be page it could be like um nicole and paris like <laughs> they could have their own show of like going around and like traveling and learning things together or even just like page takes madison to new york and Madison teaches Paige about 
being a wife at home in Charleston. Yeah, there definitely has some legs, that relationship. That's good. I love it. I'm here for it. I think they carry the girl side of the cast, you know? For we sure. I just need to see more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, JT's mom. JT's mom. She's like, this is hideous. I respect it. Yeah, I need her in my apartment. She lives pretty close to me. Does she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need her here, too. If I'm being honest. JT was married. Yeah. And I was wondering if they had already touched on that in the previous episode, and I didn't pay attention. because No, no, no. That was the first time we ever knew about it. And I didn't do any research, but I just have, like, a feeling we probably know her. I don't know why I feel like that. That would be... Let's look into that. That would be awesome. I feel like we know a lot of people from where he's from and we know a lot of people where he lives. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Mama Leva. Yeah. She really carried that scene. Yeah. She comes through, you know? Yeah, for sure. Shep giving Olivia his house was nice. Shep gave Olivia his house? So because they live next door together, after her brother passed away, all of her family was coming to town. So Shep went and stayed at Craig's house and gave Olivia's family his house to be able to stay in close by. Oh my God, I missed that part. Maybe you're halfway through that one too. No, I finished. Um, Craig not being able to open the wine or the like can opener. Did you see that? Yeah, I'm halfway through that episode. There's no way. That? I thought I watched the whole thing. When was that part? Did you see Austin go to therapy? Yeah. Okay, that's after that. I was also like do, working, doing my job. So, so you should never do that. I know, honestly. So I had like a friend over and he was making dinner and he like couldn't open the wine and the cork broke off. And then he's like, goes to open the cans and he like can't with a can opener and they like zoom in on it. First of all, why you got to call out Craig like that? You know, okay. not you. I don't know. It made me feel like this is the old Craig that we knew and it's who Craig's always been. Paige just kind of like clouds the judgment for me and makes legitimizes Craig when he's not actually legit. Mm. Like Paige makes it seem like he has it together, but I've always kind of wondered like, does she know she can do better? Yeah. I, I have definitely had that thought before. I've never seen Craig in person. He might be gorgeous. I think he's what very I have seen, What? From what I have seen, I think she can oh. do better. Right. Um, I think he's a very attractive fellow. I remember at the beginning of Summer Southern Charm, I always thought he was the yeah. cutest. Yeah. Yeah. He like lacks a bit of a like well, maturity, that. but all, but also just like kind of some common sense, you know? Yeah. But he like has Paige, so he thinks that he has it all together. He might. I don't know. He might. We d- Yeah. It's a mindset. And he's, like, doing well, so ride it, baby. I don't think Paige is dim, you know? Like, yeah, if sure. she And she's been in a relationship with, like, a good-looking guy who's uber successful. And yeah. she, got, she took herself out of that relationship. So it's like, if you have the wherewithal to be like, mm, this guy who has all of his shit together and I could really ride that wave... I mean, they're both in the same world and they both do this. They have the same job. Like they have so much in common right now. Yeah. I hope it works out for them, but I don't know. I just don't know if it's forever. Me too. I always hope everything works out for Paige. I, the only other show that I have notes about is The Golden Bachelor, but you didn't watch it. Damn. I'm sorry. I really dropped the ball on that one. It's okay. Um, I was trying to like speed through them. 
literally this morning because I, you know, just spent the last five days with a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. How was that? Oh, it was good. They're psychotic, but I love them. Uh, The three-year-old ended up in the hospital one day because she got her, her pinky finger caught in the hinge of a door. Wait, did you and Taylor both stay with Ariel? Um, did you go to the hospital? I didn't. I stayed with Lozy while they took Maddie. Wow, that's crazy. Tip tip of her little finger got cut off. Did they sew it back on? They sewed it back on. And then does she have it in like a cast or something now? Yeah. They like wrapped it in a cast and like buddy taped this finger to it, right? And then got home. She went to bed. She ripped the thing off in the middle of the night. And then, so the next night, retaped it. She ripped it off in the middle of the night again. Aww. And so she's just like, she doesn't have a fingernail on this finger. She doesn't have a so finger. They had to remove it to sew on the top of her finger. So she's just like raw dogging a a oh nailless finger around, you know? That's Trigger crazy. warning. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to like really, really tape that bad boy like all the way down her wrist to get it to stay on the trash bag on it yeah essentially and she's still just like running wild like when they say that kids are resilient this kid got her finger chopped off and she's running around like a banshee the next day not even on like painkillers does spending time with them make you want to have kids or not have kids a little bit of both like Lozy's seven and that is a hard and kind of annoying age. And I can say that because Ariel knows it too, you know? Um, it's like that age where they're conscious of their behavior. They're becoming aware. And you can say, like, don't do that. And she'll look you in the face and do it. Or just, like, ignore you yeah. and keep being annoying. And that's really frustrating. But then, like, Majun is three and so cute where I'm just like I want one I want one that's crazy yeah and like Um, Hunter's cute so like I wouldn't mind putting one of those out in the world I kind of sometimes I'm like let's just have a baby and not get married well it sounds like that's the track you're on I wouldn't mind I have news topics and then I want to talk about we could do this first let's talk about New York reunion looks Let's talk about it. Okay, I just texted you this picture. Great. We have Uba in the wedding dress. We have Bryn in the self-proclaimed pilgrim. Mm-hmm. We have Jessel straight off the cover of Rolling Stone. Yep. We have Erin and her Passover dress. <laughs> we have Jenna Lyons. Honestly, looks the most normal, maybe for like a dinner. And Levi's. And then Sai, who kind of looks like a figure at the Wax Museum, which isn't a terrible thing. Maybe would be my number one at first look. Sai would be your number one? I think so. It's a pretty safe, like, straightforward look. And she would probably die if she heard somebody calling her look safe. Because she, you know, is like the self-proclaimed fashion queen. Right. I think I would go... Sign number one, Aaron number two. Uh, <laughs> I guess Jenna, Jenna three. I say gentle. Gentle. <laughs> Jenna three. Uh, maybe this down the line then. Jessel four, Bryn five, Uba six. 
Okay. Did I just go completely in order? No, not really. Kind of. Almost. All right. What's yours? Um, I think mine comes as no surprise that Jenna Lyons number one for me. I love that. I love that. Like, I don't need to say any anything else about it. But um, you would wear that to dinner. You would not yeah. wear that on a re- to a reunion. I think it's cool. I think it's like very cool because when you really like step back and look at like how many times do they look so uncomfortable they're sitting on a couch for like a 12 hour day yeah for sure and it's like not even that big of a deal like why are you in a ball gown try hard yeah I get that yeah um and it's on brand for her it would be weird as hell if she was wearing a dress but yeah I would that's like some kind of move that I would pull like, yeah. I don't want to wear a dress like everybody else. Yeah, and then everybody like, well, nobody told me she was wearing jeans and I would have worn jeans. Yeah, but it's like, no, you wouldn't have, you know? Um, so Jenna's my number one. Bryn is my number two. Uh, so I would be number three. Ugh. Now it gets tough. Yeah, because the rest are, I'm sorry to say, like really underwhelming for me. Jenna looks like she's... I mean, Erin uh, looks like she's, like, going to homecoming. Yeah. Um, Jessel looks like, uh, what's her name in that picture? Leva. <laughs> um, okay, so I did one through three. Andy would be number four. And then Uba's the last one. Yeah, like, there's nothing I hate about Uba's look. She just, like, doesn't fit. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Did you see that um, Uba hard launched her boyfriend? No, she did. Yeah, he looks exactly how you would picture. A white man? Um, yep. Exactly. Why, why was she so crazy about keeping him private? Like, is he somebody? I have no idea. No. I mean, I guess I didn't look. I didn't recognize him. I didn't look what he does. So it's not Jeff Bezos. No, it's not. Nobody's special. I'm sorry, maybe special to her. Um, I saw that Erica Girardi is still married to Tom. Okay. The headline was, I just don't think about it. Well, he is, like, I'm not going to say brain dead, but, like. She probably will get so much more money if she if he dies than if she divorces sure. him. I mean, I don't know. You don't think there's anything left? Yeah. But what about like, I guess maybe they seize everything. I don't really know how it works. But like life insurance even? Life insurance. Yeah. Would they take that? I don't know. I'm sure they would take anything. I don't know, but she's a smart lady. So if she's not getting divorced, there's a reason. But also doesn't he have to agree to the divorce? Yeah, probably. And he isn't there mentally. He hasn't. He I doesn't. Guess, but that wasn't the headline. The headline was, I just don't think about it. <laughs> that sounds like maybe something tries not to think about it Though. there's a picture of mauricio and his dancing with the stars partner holding hands mm-hmm. you saw it uh i saw like the headline this morning and apparently kyle had like posted a picture of like supporting them and then she deleted it after the, the picture of them holding hands came out Ooh. where were they holding hands i don't know like walking from the car i think 
or like in a parking lot maybe that seems like if you're if you're really if you're really like doing that if you really have something going on that seems like a really bold move yeah you know which makes me feel like this is not anything they they do all this for the show this show gets a lot of press yeah it does people like martha hun love that show (laughs) i cut you saying her name out of the episode last week Uh uh-oh are we gonna go two for two I'm really trying to air this woman. I just feel like she didn't need to be involved. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't know her well enough to do that to her. Clearly, I'm holding some resentment. Um, okay, this happened like a long time ago. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but did you see that Chris Bassett had a mistress that came forward? No. Yeah, it happened like three weeks ago. And she, like, supplied the document from her fortune to the media outlet. So a little um, behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm Facebook friends with Chris Bassett. Mm -hmm. And so I could see, like, he's posting. Like, he's a content creator. Like, that's his job is to make, like, food content, I guess. I have a friend who, like, knows him. And I thought that he was a manager at the restaurant. But she's saying that's not like his full-time job and he really like makes YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, his He posted like, I need a videographer for food content. And then literally this broke like within hours. I'm like, I'm going to comment and be like, I will shoot it all for you. Want <laughs> me in. Time do you need me to be there, buddy? Can be there today. Um, ooh, that's spicy. Also yeah. good timing. Isn't Potomac supposed to air soon? is it well the trailer is out have I haven't seen, seen it? it I should watch it now alright I have some of my the assholes yeah let's do it let's see if we can get Rosie involved this week am I the asshole for telling my wife she has to stay home to watch the kids until she replaces the nanny she fired because I work from home my wife Danielle is 33 and she has a job that requires her to go to the office every day I, 42, work from my home office. We have two children, two and four. We had a nanny, Esme, whom we hired after we moved to the city for my wife's job. We do not have family in the city. Esme was with us since we got here six months ago. She was excellent at her job, and she was a pleasant person in general. Danielle got it into her head that Esme was going to try and get me away from her. She fired her. It was a ridiculous assertion. I love my wife, but she insisted. She then proceeded to kibosh any nanny that the agency sent. Even the, even the male one, because she thought it was weird to have a male nanny. She wants me to watch the kids since I'm home anyway. I said that there was no way that was happening. I bring home 65% of our income. I cannot watch the kids and work. I have dealt with this temporarily by inviting my parents to stay with us so they can watch the kids. Danielle hates this. She likes my folks, but she doesn't like having them here 100% of the time. However, neither her mom or dad are able to help. I told her that if she wants my parents to go home, she either has to replace her nanny or she has to stay home to watch the kids. She says that I'm an asshole for devaluing her work and expecting her to watch the kids because she's the woman. I'm not. I think she created the situation and it's her responsibility to deal with it. My answer is, I don't think you're the asshole. How old are the kids? Two and four. Some would say the worst ages. Why doesn't, if she has like such an issue with a nanny being in the house with her husband, first of all, there's. We 
go to therapy. Go to therapy. Don't fire the nanny. Go to therapy. Um, kind of sounds like maybe something happened in the past. Trust issues don't come out of nowhere. But anyway, um, but I digress. I <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> if if you don't want a nanny in your home, your kids are two and four. Put them in daycare. That, Put them in daycare. What? Is that what people do? Yeah, my friends had their two and four year olds in daycare. Oh. It doesn't even have to be full time. Like, put them in daycare a few days a week. Then you stay home and watch the kids. I don't have kids and I have a job and I work from home and I still can't do it. I like, I can barely take care of my dog while I work. Right. I can, I can take an hour or so out of the day to record this podcast and go to therapy, but. Mine's my no. hair so crazy today. Every time I touch it, it looks crazy. Mine is out of control. I look like a grease ball. Um, you cannot, you can't possibly think that your husband can watch a two-year-old and a four-year-old while he's doing his job. That's insane. Yeah. You think somebody really thinks this is kind of sounds fake. I think you should yeah. hire Esme back. Well, like, okay, maybe Esme's hot and maybe she's a flirt. Then why'd you hire her in the first place? That's what I'm there saying. Maybe there, maybe there was some funny business. Not even like anything yeah. that was active as long. But hey, can you drive me home? All right, Something I have like- two. Wait, these are all baby related. Oh no, yeah, these are all three baby related. Well, perfect timing because I have a lot of baby experience after these last five days. So hit me. Am I the asshole for telling my sister I won't be helping her with her second unplanned child? And then if I find out she is using anything I gave my niece for the new kid, I will stop helping her at all. My sister is an idiot. She had my niece when she was 19. She dropped out of college but didn't want to ruin her boyfriend's life, so she never went after him for child support. The truth was that it wasn't his baby, and she's not sure who the father actually was. I am a fair bit older than her, and I make a good living, so I helped her out with money and free babysitting, that sort of thing. My niece is five years old now and is basically a bonus kid for my family. Even my husband's family has sort of adopted her as one of ours. My sister just told me she's pregnant again. She hasn't mentioned a boyfriend, so I asked her what her relationship with the father was like. She said it was a Tinder guy and that he ditched his profile right after she told him. I asked her what she was planning on doing. She said that she was having the baby. I told her that was great and I hoped that everything would work out for her. I added that I would not be giving her money to support her new baby and that I would not be babysitting for her. I am back to work and I don't have that freedom anymore. I said that we would continue to help support my niece, but that was it. And if she chose to use the help we were giving her for my niece for the new kid, we would have to stop helping at all. She lost it. She said that I'm judging her and how she chooses to live her life. I'm not. She can do whatever she wants, but she has no right to expect my husband and I to pick up the slack for her refusal to be a responsible person. It didn't take long for our mother to call me to chew me out for saying what I said. I asked her how much money she had given my sister for my niece and how much she was going to give her for the new kid. I said I would give my sister the same amount of money my mother gave me for each of my kids, the cost of a onesie from Walmart. She said I was a terrible daughter and sister for saying what I said. She said that if she has more money, she would have given us more. I said she could sell her house up north, and now that she lives in Florida, to help my sister, (laughs) what's wrong with me? I said she could sell her house up north now that she lives in Florida to help my sister. I said she could help. (laughs) It's literally the last sentence. (laughs) I said she could sell her house up north now that she lives in Florida to help support my sister if she really is running out of money. 
in parentheses, she isn't. My dad left her well set up when he passed away. Okay. I don't know. Like, again, it's like you got some family. Like, she sounds like she hates her family, first of all. Whoever whoever wrote in. Like, sorry, you sound like you hate your family. She sounds like she's hurt. She yeah. doesn't feel appreciated for what, well, everything she did for the first kid. And now she's just, the sister's just doing it again. She's irresponsible and took it for granted. I agree. Like, your her kids are not your responsibility, but also, like, don't say, like, I'll support one of them and I won't support the other one. Just and don't you dare use something that you I gave you for the other kid. Yeah. Like, don't. It's still going to be your niece or nephew. Like, fine, don't support this kid, but, like, don't be a dick about it. Yeah. If you're going to, like, if you're, if you're going to shun the, the new baby, don't, like, support the hell out of the first one. Maybe it's time to, yeah, like, pass the, pass the kids back onto the sister and, like, she has to figure it out. Yeah, I just, I understand the sentiment and I would be frustrated, too, if they, like, expected me to do that but I probably wouldn't have said it like that I probably wouldn't have said it at all I've kind of just like let it happen yeah there's like a lot of a lot of bitterness there yeah it's not what she said it's how she said it resentment mm-hmm. okay for One sure more. this one's my favorite oh god am I the asshole for telling my husband I find him disgusting and I want us to sleep in separate beds my husband, 43 male, and I, 31 female, welcomed our second child four months ago. With having a new baby, I'm extra cautious about germs and cleaning. This got me thinking about my husband's shower routine. He will take a shower in the morning and go off to work. He's a chemist, so mostly desk job, but sometimes he walks outside from one building to the next. They are less than a block away. We live in humid, hot Florida, so that adds to the equation some inevitable perspiration. He's also a manager, so he deals with people all day long. I have tried to bring up... I have tried to bring up the subject of him taking a quick shower when he gets home from work or even just before bed. He says that he does not need to take another shower since he showered in the morning. I try to explain that I don't feel comfortable with him laying in the bed because I lay our baby there sometimes and I feel like the bed sheets are dirty by him laying on them. Same with our comforter. Note, baby sleeps in a bassinet safely next to me, but during the day I will lay him in the bed while I do chores around him like folding laundry, etc. I realize everybody has their own routines, but I've washed my hair in the morning, showered, and gone through the day. At the end of it, I'm feeling dirty, grimy, and in need of a shower before bed. How can he be okay with having gone through the whole day and not feel like he should shower? I finally told him I'm not comfortable with him laying in the bed dirty, so he should sleep in the guest room. Like, did you did you never have these issues with your husband before you had kids? Like, has I'm assuming he didn't just change his hygiene habits after you had kids, it sounds like you got some issues after having kids. Like you're a little extra paranoid, which is fine. Second point, is your husband Ben Foley? Because he's also filthy. All right. Thanks so much for your support and engagement. Review and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Follow me on Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube at Sarah Shoots and on Instagram threads and Twitter at Sarah Stusick. I also started a Devour Hour TikTok page. It's just at Devour Hour. And on Instagram, I think it's Devour Our Pod. So Great. we should just start doing those handles. Yeah. But you could tell yours because you had a great story today. People might want to know more about Hannah Green. People might want to know. Uh, Instagram, HP Green with an E on the end. TikTok, Hannah P. Green with the E on the end. And that's all you get from me. I think we can consider this our... Devour. Gather round the table, take a seat, let's feast. A juicy banquet, we gon' chew it up at least. 
In this game we hungry, never backing down We're the lions of the jungle wearing the crown Letting tea flow through our veins We got the power, it's devour hour Let's eat, let's eat, it's devour hour now We gonna chew it up and spit it out, no slowing down Every episode we drop, every time we devour We're rising to the top, every minute, every hour With the kings of this hour, it's the devour hour We feast on the competition, never miss a week In this rap, we go game with the ones to beat Our hunger drives us, it's the source of our power We're unstoppable, it's devour hour Overpower with chat so sweet, it'll make you sour. Take a big old bite and swallow. It's devoured.